What is up, everybody? This is Gratitude Unfiltered. I am your host, Joshua T. Berglund. It is so good to see you guys this morning. Or this morning, it's okay. Hold on. <laughs> it's dark outside. I know it's dark outside, and I just said it was morning. If that. Maybe I should take three naps today. Oh my gosh. Anyway, it's so good to see you guys today. I'm so happy to be here. Um, I, I'm excited. I actually kind of forgot that I was doing a show today. I have been in an alternative universe um, in, ever since yesterday. Um, I got to do a really popular podcast with one of my friends and uh, was asked some really hard questions about an already more difficult story to tell. And uh, I'm emotionally spent to be honest with you um but i hope it helps um, i'm excited for you guys to hear it next week it's something that honestly i just stuff i haven't talked about before so it's going to be powerful but it was the sex and society podcast i highly recommend it i want to give a shout out to my friend valerie baber uh, who does is an amazing host asked brutally hard questions and uh i probably think there's going to be a part two and part three just knowing how that went um, I'm, again, I'm so happy to have you guys here, uh, radio audience, podcast audience. Thank you guys so much. You can join the show over at facebook.com slash gratitude unfiltered. Um, and also, and, and the reason why I recommend coming to Facebook is because you get to join all of these amazing, lovely people and join on the conversation, whether it's on the replay, seeing it live, or even during the watch party. Um, I just want to thank you again for all of the support for the show and just how it's grown. Last week, we got to film in front of a live studio, not a live studio audit, sorry, that's coming. I uh, got to film in a, in studio with professional equipment and it was an amazing experience. Um, so I wanna give a shout out to PSTV and Carl Stedman. Thank you guys for supporting the show, believing in it and honestly not censoring me and uh, all the things that I talk about here. Um, I'm really excited about our guest. Um, God, what an inspiring story. A little bit different kind of story than I normally share on here, but it's one I can relate to because most of you don't know that I used to weigh 297 pounds. Um, I'm, I'm at 231 right now. Uh, that seems like a lifetime ago, but cocaine made me fat, and that's always an interesting story. Uh, I wanna give a shout out really quick to Nutri. Speaking of supplements, uh, Nutri, their collagen drink is absolutely fantastic. Uh, my skin, outside of trying to shave my head and cutting my forehead the other day, my skin looks really great because of them, and I'm having to shave a lot more because it's making my hair grow. Um, like I need any help with that. Anyway, so again, going back to our guest, I'm super excited about her because she had a radical 100 pound transformation. In other words, she lost 100 pounds. Um, I didn't do a lot of reading because I just like this spontaneous feeling, but uh, but honestly, after her childbirth, she just gained a bunch of weight. And I think a lot of women can relate to that. But a year later, the weight wasn't still gone, and she knew that change needed to be made. And when you see, I, I just, I'm gonna post on the blog on thejoshuatberglund.com some of her before pictures and after pictures. It is amazing. And the thing about it is, I just know this already, she did the work. There's no get, like, look, there's fat burning pills out there, there are weight loss pills, there's, some of them are great, but nothing substitutes hard work and eating right. 
So we're going to get into her story. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. Um, no, I'm not. I'm just going to let her tell you about her. She's, uh, I can tell you, I talked to her a little bit just a second ago, and I really like her energy. I love what she's about. And again, anyone who can make that kind of radical transformation, like I want to know the secret behind that. Because there's days, like I said, I want to go back and take a third nap today. Like I'm just zonked. Like I don't have anything left. And, and, do, and just... So like, I wanna know what that is. Like, how do you dig in deep? And like, how do you look in yourself in the mirror and go, yeah, I can do this and keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing, it's tough. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm really excited to introduce to you the one, the only, Brianna Bernard. Hi, Joshua. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you on because again, like I, I posted some pictures of myself the other day and like, even though I'm down to 231, like I'm like fat shaming myself daily and, and it's been a struggle. We're so hard on ourselves. Like nobody else would ever, you'd never go up to your friend and be like, Oh, you need to lose some weight. But we say those things to ourselves on a daily basis, sometimes multiple times a day. Yeah, that's me. That's, I mean, honestly, yeah. I'm in a town where, you know, I mean, look, I can get away with my size if I want to, but I do, believe that you know especially for those of us who are talking about being strong mentally and like mind body or mind and, and and spirit but if the body doesn't match the way you feel inside or the way you feel mentally like it can be it, it to me it takes away from the message it's kind of like one of the reasons why I, I quit cursing is because i felt like it took away from what it was that i was trying to accomplish for you know to help others with and right. so being overweight, which I know that I am, like it's a struggle for me. But I'm doing like trying intermittent fasting. I'm trying a lot of different things. So, and it's and it's kind of working, but I'm not really breaking through. I, I plateaued. So, with that said, Brianna, I'm I'm so grateful to have you here. What can you tell us about a time in your life that, and maybe it was the during the after the pregnancy, but a time in your life where really you were just struggling, like a. a gone through, whether it's a trauma or just a massive struggle that you're able to look at now and go, God, I am so grateful I went through that. Can you tell us about one of those times? Yeah, it definitely started with getting pregnant and I gained about 70 pounds during my pregnancy. So when I started, I was about 170 when I, 175 when I got pregnant. And at that time I, you know, started eating weight and I thought, ah, whatever, I'm pregnant. Like I'm supposed to be eating for two. Um, and <laughs> I, I really wasn't that concerned. Like I was gaining a lot of weight, but I thought, eh, it'll come off. Like after the baby's born, I'm gonna like breastfeed and I'm gonna get back to the gym and it's gonna be fine. And at that same time that I'm putting all this weight on, my child is born, my marriage starts to go downhill. And I'm, I'm super thankful that, I mean, I was never in an abusive relationship. Um, we just grew apart. It was just one of those things, you know, I got married pretty young and we've been together for a long time, but sometimes you drift and you change. And sometimes that person doesn't change and grow with you. So not only am I a hundred pounds overweight, but I have a brand new baby. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I don't have a job. 
and I'm miserable in my marriage. And I'm trying to figure out what the heck am I going to do? Yeah. And, you know, I felt really stuck. Like there was no way out. And I thought, well, I guess this is my life. Like I'm destined to be this size. Ty was almost one year old and I still had all the baby weight and I hadn't eaten well or exercised the entire year. And I thought, I guess this is it. Like, I'm just going to have to live like this. I have a baby. What am I going to do? I can't be a single mom. I can't, I can't do this. I didn't have any confidence. And it was really challenging. Well, how'd you get through it? Thankfully, instead of turning to something negative like drinking or um, you know, using yeah. drugs or whatever, you know, I started or junk food, you know, whatever that looks like, I found a gym and I thought this is gonna be the year of self-care for me. Hold on, wait a second. I want to back up real quick. So you find a gym. Yeah. That is the world's most intimidating place in the world for most women anyway. But then a woman who's 100 pounds overweight. Did Were you subconscious about going into the gym? A little bit, but here's the deal. Okay. I walked into a Target with my little boy one day, and I picked up a copy of People Magazine's How They Lost 100 Pounds Issue. And there was a woman in this magazine who had lost 130 pounds at a gym close to my house. And I thought, if this gym and this man and this place could have such a profound impact on this woman's life and health, then maybe they could help me too. Hmm. And so I showed up and it was different. This gym had no mirrors, no clocks, people of all shapes and sizes. In fact, most people who trained there were not fit. And I felt comfortable and I felt supported and it changed everything in my life. So, okay. And again, what do you, have you, had you been in the gym before or was this new to you? Like what, what was that? I mean, were you confident you go in the gym, you, you were encouraged by this magazine. You've seen people's people magazine. Yeah. But going into the gym, do you, I mean, like, did you hire a trainer off the right off the bat? Like, how did you know what to do? Yeah. The same trainer who helped this woman lose 130 pounds, I hired. Oh. And I, I just had this feeling like, you know, I've tried everything. I've tried going to the gym by myself. I've tried corporate memberships. I've tried group classes. I've tried kettlebell DVDs in my living room. I've tried. I would break something. <laughs> miserably at everything. And I thought this time, what would it feel like or what would happen if I didn't give up? Because I know what happens when I quit because I do it every single time. I miss a day at the gym and I throw in the towel or I have a cheat meal and I fall off my diet. But what would happen if I didn't give up? And that changed my life. What a great question for people to ask themselves anyway, though. Like wherever they're at, whether it's finances, whether it's what's up, Robert? Good to see you. Lauren Harris. Great to see you. Samantha, always good to see you. But what would it look like if, if that in anything, like whatever obstacle that we have, like what would happen if I just didn't give up this time? Right. That's amazing. I mean, it's so simple yet. Do we do that? 
not enough. I think it's so easy to just quit or give up or say, I'll do it later or hit the pause button. And especially when it comes to our health, I think our, you know, when life gets busy or things get challenged, the side is our health because that can always take the back seat. But really, I have discovered in the last five years that when things get tough, that is the most important thing for me to prioritize because it makes me strong in my mind and my body. And that's exactly what I need when I'm stressed and overwhelmed. So how, okay, I, the, the physical side of it is is one thing. Like, I mean, cause like I, there's people that go to the gym all the time that are not able to, to lose the weight. Like I'm one of those people. Um, how important, like I get the diet, everyone knows the diet, but how important is the mental health side of getting into fitness and getting yourself in shape? Like what were you doing to prepare your mind? Because surely there's days that you wanna go, F this, I'm not losing any weight, I'm not make, seeing the progress or whatever. There was times that you maybe just didn't feel good. Like what were you doing to prepare your mind for the battle of losing 100 pounds? I think one of the biggest things was I didn't go into it thinking I'm going to lose 100 pounds. Never on my journey until I got down to like the last 15 pounds was I like, I'm going to lose 100 pounds. And instead it was planning for the week but living in the day, sometimes living in the hour and telling myself just for the next hour or just for the day, mm -hmm. I'm going to eat well and move my body. And that was a choice I woke up and made every day. And the other part of it was I quit trying. I always tried a new diet. I'm going to try to eat healthy. I'm going to try keto. I'm going to try to go to the gym. I'm going to try this kettlebell DVD. I stopped trying and I just did it. It wasn't an option. I just did it. And when it's not an option anymore and you're not like, oh, maybe I will, <laughs> then it's a, it changes the game. And finding that supportive community of like-minded people to hold me accountable was a game changer because I'm gonna give up on myself or let myself down every single time. If, if no one else knows that I'm planning to go to the gym today, who am I hurting if I decide not to go? But if right. I have an appointment with somebody and I paid to be there and they're expecting me and maybe I'm even working out with a few other women and we're friends and we're accountability buddies, I'm not gonna let those people down. So right. I needed to create an environment for myself or find an environment that was gonna hold me to it because it's so easy to just say, nah, I'm tired or oh, it's cold or whatever and, and go home instead of to the gym after work. It is negative 40 degrees in freaking Minnesota right now. I'm <laughs> complaining about it being plus 50 degrees in California where yeah. I'm at. It's negative 40 there. Oh my God. Yeah. So I'll be like, screw this, the gym can come to me. Um, so I, I appreciate what you're saying. So what do you say to somebody that you know, maybe they don't have the money to pay for a trainer, the one that they see in the magazine. And, you know, what do you say to those people that also have this, they're looking in the mirror going, oh my God, I've gained a hundred pounds. What do I do? Like, how are you, what do you say to those people that can't afford that? The things that made the biggest difference for me were, were a lot of them were free. So things like logging my food every day, 
I downloaded the MyFitnessPal app on my phone and I logged everything I ate and drank every single day. And I set a, a calorie limit at the top. And once I hit those calories, that's it. You're done for the day. I also stopped eating by 8 p.m. every night. So you go to bed hungry if, you know, and that makes you go to bed earlier because you don't, no one wants to be hungry up right. at night. So you go to bed earlier and getting more rest also helps you lose weight. So those things, in addition to drinking 100 to 128 ounces of water every day, um, you know, just eating lean proteins and vegetables for every meal, little things like that add up in the end and cutting out certain things that maybe you don't need all the time or just eating a little bit less of them even. This so, sounds like the most boring diet ever. When do you get donuts? You get donuts whenever you want. And that's, I think, why it works is because oh. I'm not restricting. I'm not telling myself I can't have something. I'm making a choice not to. So if I want ice cream. Or cocaine. I'm choosing not to. I could do it, but I'm just choosing not to. Yeah. If I want a donut right now, I can absolutely go have a donut. And I think that is what makes me feel not deprived because it's it used to be like the last supper i'd go on a diet and if i was going to splurge on something i would eat 10 times the serving size because it feels like it's the last time you're ever going to eat it and so i i just got to a place where i was like you know what i i can't restrict myself anymore because that makes me only think about doing that one thing i'm not supposed to do i agree if I tell myself it's okay and I just make the choice not to, it's different. And then I don't feel like I, I can't have it. It's like, oh no, I'm I'm feeling mentally strong today. I don't need that. And then- I, I love that. Confident. I'm the same, see, I have to do that. That's why I made, I wasn't making a joke about the cocaine. I was being serious. I can't I tell that. myself, I will not tell myself I can't do anything because the other part of my brain will go, uh-huh, <laughs> yeah, you can. Right. So I just say I choose not to. I do that with everything now. That's been the biggest thing, but I guess it works with food too. It does. I've been donut free. It's, it's it's working for me. I think food is some people's drug. I'm definitely have suffered from, um, you know, being a a food addict or a binge eater in the past, and I think it's something that you have to be really mindful of every day and practice. And over time, it gets easier. I don't know that it ever completely goes away, but I know it has gotten you know, 10 times easier for me to, to not binge or overeat something. So I wanna ask you about, so you're in a very cold weather place, which we've established, which is, you know, it's, it's negative 40 there. Yeah. You're not, like in California, people are walking around in shorts most of the time. You can pretty much walk up around with your shirt off, you're a bikini, whatever. I mean, I don't wear a bikini, but I mean, you know, other people. It, it's bathing suit weather pretty much all the time. How, it, and that also part of the reason why is, I mean, like that's, like that's the motivation to, to look good. But when you're wearing sweaters and blankets and ponchos and, and winter and ski gear for a long time, <laughs> Like, what is the motivation to look, per I mean, honestly, you have zero percent, I mean, I don't know how much body fat you have, but like looking at the picture that we posted to promote the show, like you're ripped. Like, what's the motivation? Like, how do you stay motivated when it's like, no one's gonna really see me anyway? What is the motivation? Because a lot of people use that excuse not to be in shape. 
That's why I'm asking. Right. My biggest motivator is my little boy. Oh. I have a six-year-old son and I want him to have a healthy relationship with food and exercise. That is my number one or number two priority as a parent. And I also know that if I want him to make healthy choices and exercise, I need to lead by example. Well said. So by practicing those activities, I am, you know, I'm helping him have healthy relationship with going to the gym or uh, kickboxing or riding bike or, you know, eating carrots and hummus instead of a candy bar for a snack. Yeah. So that is huge for me. Um, and not everybody is a parent, but certainly we have people in our lives, whether you're overweight or not, you know somebody who is. And you can rub off on those people by leading by example. And even if you are in good shape or you are thin or lean naturally, you know, it's still important to eat well. Just because you look good on the outside doesn't mean that things look great on the inside if you're eating chips and you just happen to have a, a lean physique. So so it's really important to, to have that why and to figure out what that is for you and to even write it down and keep it in a place like the refrigerator door or wherever you are most tempted. Or if it's maybe, you know, something like, uh, you know, when I'm in my car every day, I decide that I'm going to go home instead of to the gym. Have a note in your car with your why written down as a reminder that that's why I'm doing this. It might be 30 below and I'm in a winter coat that's down to my ankles and no one's going to see if I gain a couple extra pounds, but this is my why. And so um, just always having that kind of in the forefront and... Um, you know, even if it's something you read every day is so helpful. Sure. I love that. I, I'm very grateful that both of my parents were so dedicated to going to the gym. I mean, we were dragged to every, I mean, they were both very, very active in sports as we were growing up. So we were, when they went to the gym, we went to the gym. It was just, that was ingrained where that habit, I mean, like even when I was partying all the time, like I would find a way to go to the gym still. So I, I'm that you're you're so right that influence that parents have on their children in everything, <laughs> like right. it matters. So good for you. I'm glad that you're doing that. So what like what do you go from here? Because you are in peak, like maintaining is not near. Like when you have that goal and you and you've got it because you're in peak condition now. How do you stay motivated, or what is the new goal for you? Hmm. That's a great question because that was something I wasn't expecting when I finally did reach my goal or my place where I felt good. Right. It got really hard for a while because I realized I still had to put in all the hard work, but things weren't changing anymore. My body stayed pretty much the same once I got to that kind of leveled off place. And I still had to eat well. I still had to exercise in order to stay the same. And the motivation when I was losing was that every time I'd get on the scale, I was two pounds lighter. 
or every time I tried on my clothes, they were a little bit loose and I had to go shopping and buy new ones. Or every time I saw someone that I hadn't seen in a while, they were like, oh my gosh, you look so good. You've lost so much weight. And all that stuff just stops. And so it was challenging for a while, but I... That's when you change your hair color. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, I got into competitive powerlifting. And I thought to myself, I need to have a reason to keep training. And if I've got a competition coming up, then that's going to be motivation for me to continue going to the gym every day. So I became a competitive powerlifter and I um, competed in a bunch of competitions and that kept me going to the gym. That's so gangster. I love <laughs> powerlifting. Yeah. I mean, I did see that in your, I, I just thought it was like a hobby. I didn't know you were taking it that serious. Wow. No, I'm a state record holder and state champ in the bench press what? and deadlift for my weight class. No way. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, and I love it because you don't have to be, unlike bodybuilding, not that there's anything wrong with bodybuilding, but you have to have a certain body type to be a bodybuilder. But the world of powerlifting is incredible because there are people of all ages, shapes, sizes, who walk up on that stage, and it's just about being strong. So regardless of whether you weigh 135 pounds or 235 pounds, you get up there and you train and you pull the heaviest weight that you're capable of and people blow your mind and shock you because you'll see this woman who looks like a 45 year old mom with like three and a half kids in a minivan and two dogs and she'll get up there and deadlift like 500 pounds and you go, what? <laughs> and so it's super fun. You meet some really cool people and, um, the, the meets are just exhilarating. I've never felt such a surge of energy in my life as when I got up on stage in front of hundreds of people and lifted a heavy weight. Oh man, I just got chills. I'm excited. This brought me back to when I was, uh, I went to an amazing CrossFit gym when I was in Oklahoma. Yeah. My problem is I'm so freaking competitive. I was hurting myself. Like I, I just couldn't stop, but they factored in powerlifting as part of the regimen. That was amazing. Like I, I love that because you're right. You would see I would I 70, 80 year old women and men and they're just crushing it. Yeah. I'm like, that's inspiring. That's what's up. And like you and it what it was cool, cool about it, like I don't even want to think about getting old. I mean, I'm almost 40 now, but I don't want to think about that. But at the same time, like I, the the reason why is because I don't want to ever lose that like that that competitive drive that fire that's inside of me. When I see people like that, I'm inspired because I know I'm not going to lose it. Right. So maybe, and I'll get to kind of go out making my own rules, which is I'm kind of obsessed with making my own rules. So, absolutely. Um, how do you stay? So, like, do you power lift every single day? Like, which like what's your split? Like exercise split. Sure. So I, I'm not competing at the moment. I don't have anything lined up right now. So when I'm not competing, my workouts tend to shift a little bit. So it's not, 
um, it's not always about lifting the heaviest weight possible, but right. on my split days, I always bench press on chest day. I always deadlift on back day and I always barbell squat on leg day because those are my core lifts. So I start with those big three mm -hmm. and then I have all of these accessory exercises that I do to support those big lifts. So when I'm competing and I'm training for a meet, those lifts and powerlifting is pretty much all I do with a few additional, you know, those supplementary exercises that are going to support those big lifts. But it looks so different when I'm training for a meet than it does when I'm just living life. What do you say to women who say, I don't want to lift weights because it's going to make me bulky? What do you have to say to that? I, I wish it I wish it would make me bulky. I, I have such a different mindset and I don't know that I always did, but at some point in my weight loss journey, it stopped being about being skinny or being lean and it became about being strong. Mm. And the stronger I became physically, the stronger I became mentally. And, you know, it's just this full circle. And as much as I lift weights and as heavy as I lift weights, I'm a peanut. And, you know, I do everything in my power to eat my body weight in protein every day. And I'm lifting as heavy as I possibly can for as many reps and as many sets as I can. And I'm little. And so I only wish that it was like it would be a problem that, oh, I'm, I'm too huge. I lifted too much and now I'm a brute. It's really not possible. Without, I mean, it takes a lot for a woman to build that kind of muscle. A lot of those women that I think we all have in our minds when we think, oh, lifting weights is going to turn me into a man. A lot of those women are on some supplements that make them that way mm -hmm. or they're, they're on steroids or they're, you know, they're training excessively to the point that you know, the average person would never do. Therefore, it shouldn't be a concern that that is what's going to happen to you. Sure. And honestly, the more you lift weights, uh, the more muscle your body has, the more fat it will burn, even if you're sleeping. So, for example, if you did 60 minutes of cardio, your body would burn fat for maybe three hours after that workout, even if you were sitting on the couch watching Netflix. But if you lifted weights for an hour, your body's going to burn fat for about 36 hours after that workout, even if you're sleeping and watching Netflix. So it's, it's such a huge, important part of the weight loss process that a lot of women, I think, are scared to do because they don't want to get big and bulky. Yeah. But that's not going to happen. You're going to get that lean, toned look that you're going for by lifting weights. So you have, from what I understand, you have an online coaching program. So you're taking the things that you've learned and you're teaching other people. Is that correct? Yeah. And, you know, this year I'm really focusing on an accountability program because I think it's really important for people to find that supportive community, regardless of what their goals are. Sure. And just having a, a group of women or um, you know, having a one-on-one -on -one coaching meeting every week 
that is sometimes the key component that's missing because the right diet for you is not a one size fits all thing. And I think that the same goes for exercise. Just because something worked for me doesn't mean it's gonna work for everybody because not everybody wants to eat the way that I eat and not everybody wants to train the way that I train. Right. So while I can give you my formula that for what works for me, you know, you may have something totally different that you love to do that works for you. And so when people say, what's the right diet for me? I tell them, what are you gonna do every day? The, whatever you can follow and whatever is sustainable for you long-term is the right diet for you. Whether that's keto or whether that's Whole30, it doesn't matter. They all work. That's not the problem. The problem is that we can't sustain them long-term. We can do keto for 30 days and then you're like, I need bread. My and bread stinks. And you eat bread and then you're like, it's over, I failed again. And it's not that keto doesn't work. The problem wasn't the diet, it's, it's you can't live like that. And that's okay, you just need to find something that you can live with, which is I think why I've been successful. So, you know, people are coming to me now saying, hey, I'm doing this diet or I wanna do this workout and I can go do those things. I don't need your help with what to do physically or how to eat. I just need you to, to kick my butt every week and say, hey, are you doing those things you said you were going to do? Right. Because we all give up on ourselves, but people aren't going to let the group down collectively. That is true. That's what I miss about CrossFit is that. I don't necessarily miss CrossFit itself, but I miss the accountability. Yeah. And being miserable yeah. with other people at 5 a.m. Right. Oh, my body hurts so bad. Why am I doing this? Oh, God. Why are we here? Why do we keep coming back? <laughs> well, we pay them to do this to us. Are we crazy? Please excuse me, please. <laughs> but it helps to have that community around you whether it's the people at your gym or it's a friend or whoever you hire a coach that is the the why you keep doing it sometimes is because somebody is pushing you and that's what we all need in those moments when we feel weak or we feel um, like we're not as mentally strong as we we could be or need to be so so do you what do you have to promote like so people know how to find you um you have a an amazing Instagram, um, but promote anything you would like. Yeah, so you guys, on on March 1st, I am launching a 30-day accountability program. And we're gonna be on Facebook. It's gonna be a Facebook challenge. We're gonna have a group of only 12 people. It's gonna be really exclusive. So you're gonna wanna jump in quickly because it's not gonna, it's gonna fill up fast, not gonna be lasting long. So I'm going to teach you some exercises and tools that worked for me during my journey that really changed my life. And it's not workouts, it's not a nutrition plan, it's here's some things that are going to make you mentally strong and here's how we're gonna hold ourselves accountable to do the things that we want to do in 2019. I love that, Is it? have you created the group yet? I have not. It's launching March 1st. Okay. So if people want to find you and sign up, what if do they do? Find me and sign up. You need to go to BriannaBernardFitness.com and you need to shoot me an email on the contact page. Okay. I'm actually going to copy and paste this right now. 
so you guys can find her. And radio audience, that again, that's Brianna, B-R-I-A-N-N-A-B-E-R-N-A-R-D-F-I-T-N-E-S-S.com. Boy, I almost fudged that up. Anyway, Brianna, you're a blessing. I appreciate you coming on. Um, I'm really, I, I think your transformation is just like unbelievable. Thank you so um, much. I, it is absolutely inspiring. And it's funny, I was looking at your pictures and I was like, after when you were a hundred pounds more, like I, I know that girl, and 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 now you're this. It's it's so crazy, so it's motivating. And you weren't doing. I mean, you were just doing it the right way. It was hard work. It was dedication, and and I think that that's inspiring because a lot of people are looking for shortcuts in life, and shortcuts just don't work. They so. really don't. You really have to put in the hard work and. You know, as much as the physical transformation is is maybe the most obvious thing, the mental strength and the change that happened in my mindset is by far more profound, which yeah. is so exciting to me. Um, you are you are an inspiration, my friend. Thank you again for coming on the show. Have a blessed uh, have a blessed rest of your week, and uh, Thank you. thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. All right, everybody. Yeah, powerlifters do rule. Um, I want to go. I'm going to start powerlifting again. Maybe that'll make me lose weight. Can I powerlift my stomach? Does that work? You powerlift your stomach. Anyway, all right, you guys. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for your shares. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your likes. Uh, Facebook audience, YouTube, what's up? Radio audience, a podcast audience. Thank you so much for your support. And of course, thank you, PSTV, uh, for supporting the show. Uh, God bless you guys. Have an amazing day. I'm going to take some time off. I'll be, I'll be in touch. Take care.